welcome to episode two of the Sparking Possibility podcast. My name is Sydney Vesely and I'm a certified executive coach. I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a mom, and I'm a consultant. And I'm happy to join you here this evening to talk about this week's topic, fear of failure. I want to start out by thanking you for joining me this week. And I want to begin this episode by asking you to consider the following question. What would you do if you knew you could not fail? What would you do if you knew you could not fail? So I'll invite you to just take a moment to think that question through and maybe to brainstorm a list for yourself. If you knew you couldn't fail, what would be those things that you would be doing right now that you've maybe been putting off, holding back on, um, saying that one day, I'll do that. Or one day I might try that thing. Or maybe one day when I have this, then I can do that one thing. So I want you to have that idea or image in your mind as we go through tonight's podcast. And hopefully by the end of the podcast, you're going to have some ideas for how you might begin to address some of those things that are holding you back in terms of where you might be afraid to fail. So the reason I've chosen this topic tonight is I find that this is a very, very common area that comes up very often with my coaching clients. In fact, almost every client I work with has a fear of failure. This is not an isolated topic. It's not unique to any one particular individual or any one profession, or any one level of leader. To some extent, we all have a fear of failure. We may be rocking it in three or four different areas of our lives, and when it comes to one specific area, for whatever reason, we find ourselves stuck and we can't move forward. So this past week, I had the opportunity to travel to Calgary and attend the Power of Success event, which was hosted by Tony Robbins and Rachel Hollis. And I'm sure many of you are familiar with their work, um, especially the work of Rachel Hollis. So she's written a book just this past year. It's been published on the New York Times bestselling list. It's called Girl, Stop Apologizing. And in hearing Rachel speak, one of the things that stood out to me from her talk was this, and I actually took a note on it. She said, you are not afraid to fail. You're afraid of people watching and seeing you fail. So you're not actually afraid of failure. You're afraid of people watching you fail. So for me, that was quite an aha moment. I actually had to sort of sit back and think on that for a moment and consider what that meant. The fact that we're not so much afraid of failing, but what other people think of us when we do. So anytime in life, when you're working toward achieving a goal, you're trying something new, you're putting yourself out there and people are watching, it can feel like you're up on the stage. And I don't know if any of you have ever performed or given a speech or been in the position where you've been up on the stage in front of an audience and maybe you're behind the curtain and before that curtain is opened and the lights come up, you're feeling nerves, you're feeling anxious, your palms are sweaty and all these different thoughts are running through your mind. And maybe you're thinking, what happens if I screw up? What if I forget the steps? 
What if they laugh at me? What if I freeze? What if my voice shakes? What will I do? So there you are up on the stage, the curtains are drawn and you feel like you are being judged and everybody is watching you in that moment. So here's something that I know for sure. What I know is that in that moment, when the curtains are drawn and the lights come up and people are watching you, you have one job and your job is this. Your job is to dance like nobody is watching. Your job is to give it 100%, 110% if you've got it in you and to make the most of the moment, to go all in and to give it your all. Now, I will admit that I am a dance mother. I have a daughter that just is turning 21 this coming week, and she's been a dancer her entire life. And so she can probably relate to this example, to this metaphor of being on stage and being a dance mom. I attended so many rehearsals, so many competitions, so many festivals, so many different performances. And each and every time, no matter what was happening and those curtains were drawn, there she was on the stage, costume on, makeup on, beautiful smile on her face, executing those steps. And when her routine was done and we'd debrief afterwards and she'd say, oh mom, you know, I could have done this better or I made this mistake here. And I'd say to her, you know, I didn't even notice. I had no idea. I just thought you were beautiful and you performed um, to this amazing level and the audience responded. So sometimes when we're up there on stage, we are our own worst critics. We actually believe that people are thinking the worst. And what's actually true in most cases is people don't want the worst for us. People don't like to watch us fail. People want us to succeed. And those folks that are there to support you, they will support you through the good and through the bad. And they are there cheering you along on the sideways. So here is a hard truth about fear of failure. And it's this. The truth of the matter is that failure is inevitable, that we are all going to fail. We're not just going to fail once or twice. We might fail every single day of our lives. Maybe we'll have several runs, several months will go by and we'll be on this amazing streak and we'll be winning and nothing bad will happen. And then all of a sudden a failure will show up and it'll come by and we're going to fall flat on our faces time and time and time again. So how do we handle those situations when we know that they're inevitable and when we know they're going to set us back? The key to overcoming failure is to get back up. So when you fall, you need to stand up. Not once, not twice, but each and every time that you fail. The lessons and learnings in life that mean the most come from those times, not when we've had our greatest successes, but from those times where we've made mistakes and we failed and we have used those lessons to help us gain the ability to keep moving forward. So every single day that we choose to stand up, 
every single step we take, sometimes it might be one step at a time, one hour at a time, or even one minute at a time, we can consider those successes that will help us reach our goals and help us achieve what it is we're really trying to accomplish in our lives. Now let's talk about those people out there who don't fail. Those people that are living very safe, comfortable, small lives. Those people that sit on the sidelines and are very quick to judge or have an opinion. Well, those are the folks, as Brene Brown says, that do not have a say. They are not there in the arena. And the reason why they're not experiencing failure is because they never try. They don't put themselves out there and they never step into that ring. So in closing, I want to share with you three strategies to help you overcome your fear of failure. So first of all, I want you to imagine the last time you fell in public. And I know we all have a story where we've done this. Maybe you've fallen coming down the stairs. Maybe you've fallen going up the stairs, which that's happened to me. And I think that's worse. (laughs) Maybe you've slipped on ice and fallen outside. Maybe you've tripped over something. Anyway, it was probably quite embarrassing, very unceremonious. Maybe you were hurt. Maybe you were stunned. I want you to think about how did you react when you fell? For most of us, the first thing we do when we fall is we take a look around us and we look to see who just saw that who saw me fall. And we could have a broken ankle, we could be bruised, we could be bleeding. But the first thing we think about is not, oh my goodness, I'm bleeding. It's, oh, who just saw that happen? And once we figure out, okay, nobody saw it, or who, those three ladies saw it and I can see them laughing. Then we stop to assess, okay, am I hurt? Am I okay? And we sit there for a moment, shocked and stunned. And then we gather ourselves up and we carry on. So I want you to compare that to a baby. So for those of you that have babies or grandbabies, or even um, when you think about like nieces or nephews or friends that have children, think about a baby learning to walk. So they are still gaining those skills. They're still gaining mobility and flexibility and they fall over and over and over again. You don't see babies worrying about who just saw me fall. No, what do they do? They immediately get back up and they try again and they will fall and fall and fall and they will keep getting up and getting up and getting up and trying again. So how can you prepare yourself for your next fall so that the next time you can be more resilient. How can you prepare yourself for your next fall so that next time you can be more resilient? So that's your first coaching question. So jot down your answer to that. Secondly, I want you now to think about all of your previous failures. So if you got a pen and paper handy, I want you to do a quick brainstorming exercise where you jot down what were some of those famous failures that you've had in your life to date? What are all the things you would say, 
you know, this happened. And at the time I thought it was such a major setback and I was devastated and it was crushing to me. And now five years later, I can say that actually here's what I learned from that experience and here's how it helped me grow and get to the place where I'm at now. So list out all of your previous failures and then answer this question. What was it that you learned from those failures? And secondly, how can you use that knowledge to help you overcome your current fear of failure? Now, finally, the third exercise, and this is an important one. I want you to identify those people in your life who are your cheerleaders, your supporters, and who are going to be by your side no matter how many times you fail. So I like to refer to this group as sort of like your ride or die crew, right? They're there for you through thick and thin. You know you can rely on them. You know they got your back and it doesn't matter how badly you screw up. They are still going to be there for you and they are still going to support you. So I have a name for those folks. I like to call them my tribe members. Those are the folks who you want alongside you along this journey of life. You want to keep them close. You want to have them on hand so that when you're sitting on the ground, stunned and bruised and bloody and shocked and looking around to see who just saw that and who's laughing at me, they're going to be the ones that lend you a hand and ask you if you're okay. So what I'd like you to do is jot down on that piece of paper, who are your cheerleaders and supporters? Who are your ride or die folks? Who is in your tribe? And how can you keep those folks close to you so that when you have those failures, they can be there to help support you and to help pick you back up. In closing, I want to leave you with my absolute favorite quote, and this has been my favorite quote for many, many years. This is from Marianne Williamson, and she says this, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. We ask, ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. You were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just within some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I want to leave you with a little uh, plug for an upcoming virtual coaching group that I'm running. So this September, I will be running the Sparking Possibility virtual coaching group for women. There are limited spaces. So if this sounds like something you might be interested in, please ensure that you sign up early. Uh, registrations are available via Eventbrite. And so what we'll be doing over the coming four weeks, commencing on September 9th, so September 9th, 16th, 23rd, and 30th, uh, we'll be getting together with a group of like-minded women. And over the coming four weeks in September, we will be focusing on the following topics, looking at getting unstuck, 
discovering, discover and leveraging our strengths, strategizing and planning for success and overcoming roadblocks. So I hope you can join me. I want to thank you for joining me to listen to episode two. And if this is a podcast that you're interested in learning more about, please ensure that you follow. And I would love to read some of your comments and to be able to connect with you. So have a great week, everybody. And we'll see you again next week. Thank you.